Coach Corey Wayne. This is my video coaching newsletter. And the topic of today's newsletter is going to be, I feel like a total loser. I've got an email here from a guy who looks like he's in college. And he says he grew up in a, in a family and his mother was very verbally abusive, emotionally abusive, mentally abusive. And so obviously that was not very – didn't have a positive influence on his self-esteem or his self-confidence. And on top of that, he realized – I guess his last year in high school, he, he felt bad about things. He felt like he was a loser and he just feel like he just had no enthusiasm for life. He's like, what's the fucking point? And so he knew – he recognized that something was wrong and so he went and got professional help and, real, and he, he was professionally diagnosed as having borderline personality disorder. And so he's made some progress to that and it's been real helpful to him. He's been in therapy for about a year and a half but he's having problems with his overcoming limiting beliefs. He's full of fear. I mean you can imagine a parent's job is to fill a child's bucket of self-esteem so full that the world cannot poke enough holes in it to drain it dry. I can't remember who the who wrote that quote, but that was part like part of a really powerful quote. And so you grow up in a family whose mother is very verbally abusive, always putting you down. My mother was like that. It's not because she was a bad person. That's the way she would try to motivate me was being critical and putting me down and that pissed me off basically and made me – you know. so it can have the two different effects. It can have an effect where it destroys your self-confidence and self-esteem and the other effect like it had on me which it pisses you off and you want to succeed and get the fuck out of there and show them that you're not a loser, that you are amazing and you will make it. And so obviously this guy is struggling. He doesn't have a lot of success and on top of that, he's trying to succeed and recently he – I guess walked into a cafe. This guy's from Europe and he talked to one of the gals that was working there. He says, hey, you guys hiring? And she says, as a matter of fact, yeah, we are looking for somebody. And the owner is like right outside. So he goes out and talks to the owner and he, and he says, hey, I heard you're looking for somebody. And he says, no, we're not. We're not looking to hire anybody. And he says, well, so-and-so in there just told me that you guys were. And he says, she said that? He says, well, we may be looking a little bit. So in other words, he basically communicated, hey, we're looking for somebody, just not you without saying that. So obviously he's having a difficult – a lot of difficulty when he fails at something. And it, Every single person watching this video, if you want to be successful in life, you're going to have to become good at overcoming failure, ignoring and tuning out people who have nothing positive and uplifting to say and especially not falling into the trap of worrying about what other people think about you. So this guy's got a lot of things going on that he's challenged with and he just asked my opinion. So I'm going to take – I'm going to go through his email and analyze how I would take what I've learned about self-help and being successful in life and what the kind of mindset and how I approach challenges and this kind of thing because there was a time in my life where I thought exactly like this guy did about myself. Didn't think I had a lot to offer. Didn't think I was very good looking. Actually, when I was in – I talked about this in – long time ago in some videos I did, a big effect that, that I had, had on me or the, an event that had – I think it was like seventh grade and I had this girl I had this huge crush on. And one of my buddies tells me that, oh, she can't bear looking at you. We were like sitting at lunch 
one day and she's across the table from me and my other friend was sitting next to her and he's like whispering something in her ear and, and then she's looking at me with like these goo goo eyes like she's totally in love with me and she never looked at me like that so I knew something was up and so I was like what was up with – you know, I was asking my buddy. I was like what was up with so and so? Why was she looking at me like that? He says, oh, I told her to do that. You know, look at Corey like you like him and you have a crush on him. And he says – and then she's – you know, she did for a while and she says, I can't bear to look at him anymore. And I was – and he, he said I'm, – I was just joking. She never said that. But the way he said it, I wasn't really sure if he was fucking with me or she really said it. And because I didn't have a high opinion of myself because I was always getting put down. My parents never said I love you. They never hugged us, never said, hey, boy, I'm proud of you. Nothing like that. And so this girl I have a huge crush on, you know, my buddy's telling me that she said something like that. So it's not, obviously wasn't helpful for my health, my self-esteem. And when you start, you already have a low opinion of yourself because you, you have a negative, negative people around you in your upbringing and then you have something like that happen. So one event like that in childhood can completely change and impact the way somebody views themselves. It's like what one of the things that Tony Robbins said, people will act consistently with who they view themselves to be, whether that view is accurate or not. And so if you don't think you deserve to be successful, you don't think you're attractive, you don't think you're sexy, if you don't think you're awesome, if you don't think you have any value to offer anybody and you believe that wholeheartedly, you're going to interact with other people that help you manifest that belief and you literally attract circumstances and people into your life. That constantly reinforce that, and that's what you're going to see here. Is in that particular guy's email, he's interacting with people, and he's upset about the fact that this guy didn't want to hire him. Instead of just saying, "All right, fuck him. I don't want to work there anyways. I want to work someplace where people celebrate me, where they really want me there." So I'm going to read this quote that I wrote, and I'm going to go through his email because it's a great email because the guy's got a lot of challenges, and the idea is that everybody's. It, some point in their life has those those dark moments those dark nights of the soul if you will where you really doubt yourself it's kind of like what elon musk who's the founder of tesla one of the founders of paypal says he says that being an entrepreneur is like eating glass and staring into the abyss of death because it's really it's all about you and your success or your failure really depends upon what you do and how well you lead your team of people or your company to take the vision that you've come up with and make it a reality. So the quote says, children tend to entrain with and take on the limiting beliefs, flaws and faults of their parents and family. They often spend the rest of their lives trying to overcome the imprint of their parents' limitations and conditioning. Almost all parents want to see their children grow up to be happier, more successful and fulfilled than they are as part of their legacy. Success comes as a byproduct of many years or even decades of trial and error, learning from one's mistakes and persevering even when life feels hopeless and success seems impossible. Becoming confident, competent and developing your skill in the execution of your life's work comes from passion, time, and repetition. You can either focus on living in the present moment by accomplishing what must be done right now, being productive instead of busy, or you can choose to remain stuck in place because of your past, your fears, 
your self-imposed limitations, worrying about the future, or pointlessly caring what others think about you. You're either moving yourself forward like winners do or making excuses and holding yourself back like failures do. The ultimate failure is not trying. And what I like about what this guy's doing is he's actually trying. He's trying and he's failing and he's really taking his failures and he's blowing them up. But the reality is becoming successful at life is really the sum of thousands of failures and thousands of learning experiences and getting better. I was, I was I watched a video the other day on NFL receivers they were doing and a lot of NFL receivers are getting what, what's called a jugs machine which they have those in practice. It's basically – so they have somebody like in their backyard shooting balls to them. When they're not at practice, they're at home in their backyard catching balls that are that are thrown to them through – it's basically got two tires in essence that kind of rotate and it flings the ball in a perfect spiral. And so they're always practicing their craft even when they're not at practice. They're practicing at home and they're really great players do things like that. They, it's, the people that are really successful in the NFL, the NBA or any professional athletes because I coach a lot of different people that are very successful. And it's the ones that really are special, they work harder than everybody else. They're the first ones in to the facility, the practice facility and they're the last ones to leave. They study harder. They study more film. They're in the weight room more. They're, they take better care of their bodies. They're more focused on learning the fundamentals and practicing. They just do more than the average person that – because a lot of people, when they get to that kind of level, a lot of them, especially like in college years, they're used to skating by on their talent. But when you get to the NFL or Major League Baseball or soccer or the NBA, everybody has got talent. And the really, truly great players, the Kobe Bryants of the world – when you look at their work ethic and how much they study and how much they train, they're just absolute beasts. And if you're, I mean, think about it, when you're a professional athlete, you've got a finite amount of time. That, I mean, the like you look at the NFL, the average person I think plays two to three years. So, and the only and a lot of people have the perception the NFL players all are millionaires, but a lot of them only make a few hundred thousand dollars a year. And you play for two or three years, you're not going to be able to survive the rest of your life. And not ever have have to work again on that that kind of money. But the guys that make the big money, they work out more, they train better, they eat better, they study more, they practice more. First ones into the facility, and then the last ones to leave. Because again, you got your maximum earning potential years. And what's nice about being able to play in those kinds of sports and be decent or be really good and get million dollar contracts, when you finally retire, you can walk away with a lot of seed capital, a lot of money in the bank that you can use to start a business or a career or to make a widget, whatever it happens to be. It gives you a lot of, because money gives you choices and it gives you options. So with that in mind, let's go through his email. He says, hi, Corey. It's been a long time since I last emailed you, probably a year or so. A lot has happened since then. I was diagnosed with borderline personality disorder and following my di- diagnosis was at a total loss of motivation and hope for life. I mean, yeah, it's a pretty pretty big deal. You come from a difficult background and you go to a psychologist or you know, depending on what part of the world you live in, they, they tell you, oh, by the way, your problems are all because you got BPD or something along those lines. 
It's just not an easy pill to swallow. He says, I was born in a cold and unloving environment like yourself, an environment where I was constantly filled with anxiety and fear. Yeah, I always felt like I was walking on eggshells because I didn't want to piss my dad off because he was always drinking at night. You know, he get five, six, seven beers in him and you know, he's pissed off at you or just pissed off at the world and you do something wrong. You know, I get the crap beat out of me. So I was trying to avoid him and just not piss him off because I didn't want to get beat up again. He says, my mother would shout at me if I made a mistake, if I was not perfect. I remember spilling my cup accidentally when I was a young kid and I remember my mother's head turning around, responding with fury and rage. I, I, I remember a story I was – my brother and I were like throwing cereal at each other, like pieces of cereal, having breakfast one morning. My mom just got tired of it. She just walked right over, grabbed my bowl of cereal and turned it upside down, put it on my head. The bowl fell on the floor, broke, shattered and went everywhere. And you know, we were living in Illinois. It was cold as fuck out and, and so you get cold milk when you're like half asleep dumping your head and you're all your cereal after you took a shower and everything. Not a happy day. And those are the kinds of things that she would do. Never – that you know, that was how I get treated. I never got I love you, I'm proud of you, hugs, kisses. I mean we were like real little you know we did but it's like once we started talking and expressing our personality a little bit it's like my parents didn't know what the hell to do with this he continues on needless to say i'm suffering from my parents mistakes in my adult life now last year in high school i was determined to succeed but gradually as i felt rejected by women and people around me my motivation was lost well the way you need to look at it is you were trying but you were failing and so obviously that's the kind of thing when you fail over and over, you realize, hey, you know what? My approach is not working. And you know That's all it is is you're just employing a shitty approach that wasn't working. And those are the kinds of things that cause you most people to reach out and eventually come across a YouTube channel like mine or a website like mine or my book. He says, I had failed. Actually, failure is when – as long as you're trying and failing, you're learning. You're learning what works, what doesn't work, what kind of works. And you always should be adapting and improving your approach based on what's happening with the things, you know, the permutations that you're going through. Failure really is giving up and that's what most people do in life. As long as you're trying, you have the opportunity to get better. He says, the failure went deep inside and I felt like a bad person. I felt like a total loser and I felt like life was not worth living. In order to be happy and fulfilled in life, you got to feel like you're making progress. Success boils down to making progress in life. And obviously, if you're not succeeding with women and you want to and plus you grow up in a family where you just – it's instilled fear and doubt and limiting beliefs upon in you and you don't have any success and you're not, certainly not feeling successful at being loved and amazing when you go home and you're getting rejected with the women that you want to date, it's very hard to overcome that. But by, you know, it's what's great about like reading a book like mine is that you can learn from the book and actually go out and start applying it and then when you see that the things I talk about in the book, they actually work in the real world. That builds your confidence. You don't have to reinvent the wheel just by reading the book 10 to 15 times. You can learn things that took many decades of my life to figure out. 
And when you just simply apply the success strategies and principles that I've learned that work in your own life, you see results right away and that builds your confidence. And that building your confidence by having successes makes you competent as well. I knew something was terribly wrong and I sought help. I found a coach who deals with borderline personality individuals. I've been in therapy for around a year and a half now and this year I graduated from high school. I did not study a lot but it was enough to grind by with average grades. I got accepted into business and administration in a nice university north of Denmark. That's great. You got in school. Your grades were good enough. At the end of the day, 99.9% of the employers, they don't give a shit what your fucking GPA was. All they care is do you have a degree or not. He says, I also moved out from my mother's place and am now living alone in a cozy two-bedroom apartment. I have regained some of my motivation for life. Yeah, I mean think about it. You don't have that negativity from your mother or anybody else in your family that was like that. Love your family but choose your peers. So just by being on your own, it's going to make you feel better about yourself. And now that gives you the ability to choose who you want in your inner circle. Because I've, I've read – I've heard many times over my life that your, your happiness, your success, who you are can basically be boiled down to the five people who you spend most of your time with. You are who you associate with. I am, however, filled with insecurity, negative thoughts, and limiting beliefs. What do you think of me? I subconsciously ask myself repeatedly. One thing that is absolutely essential for everybody is – and that's to be happy, to love yourself, to get to where you want to be in life is that you have to tune out haters and doubters and people that are too weak to follow their own dreams, even people that are really close to you and surround yourself by people who are like-minded who are striving for the same kinds of high goals that you have for yourself because they'll encourage you on days that you don't feel so motivated or you've gotten kicked in the nuts. They'll come along and have a positive word for you. Hey, don't worry about it, dude. Tomorrow's another day. But people that aren't pursuing their goals and dreams, they'll be telling you all constantly how stupid your idea is and why it's totally hopeless for you and it's never going to work out. But all they're really doing is giving you their story. And that's why you got to stop giving a fuck what other people think about you, especially like doing something like what I do. You want to have some, some real fun? Get yourself a, a Twitter account or a YouTube channel and start doing videos and talking about things that you know. And the bigger the channel grows and the more success that you're going to have, the more you're going to find haters showing up, people that are just fucking miserable, self-hating, self-loathing people. It's just amazing the shit that people say on the internet that they would never have the balls to say in person. It's like they get digital courage. And you know, it's just it's pervasive. Anybody that does something in a public way, it's like, man, there's a lot of fucking unhappy people. You feel compassion for them, but at the end of the day, I don't want the negativity in my life. That's why I, my assistants just they block those kind of people. They block them. They remove their commenting privileges. They unsubscribe from the emails. And if you're negative, if you're not like-minded, if you're not trying to be awesome, if you don't have encouraging, positive words to say to other people. I don't want to be around you. That's just the way it is. If you're not patient and kind and gracious, 
you should move on down the road. Life is just too short. He says, today I was casually walking around the city when I noticed a nice restaurant. The owner was sitting outside smoking shisha. I went inside eyeing the young gal behind the counter. She was a student like me and at the end of our conversation, I asked her how hard it was to find a job in this city. Well, successful guys never ask anything like that. You should definitely review the article I did, How to Get Any Job You Want. She said it was difficult because of all of the new students, but they were searching for some people to help in the restaurant. I ordered a shisha, sat outside, and began asking the owner some basic questions. What do you think of the city? Do you recommend any sports bars, etc.? I then asked him if they were hiring anyone, and he said no. I looked at him dazed with confusion and told him that the woman in the counter had said otherwise. And the guy, the, the owner says, she said that? And then he continued, well, yeah, we are looking a little. Do you really? That's like, think about it. Do you want to go out with a girl that's, that has that kind of attitude towards you? Do you want to hang out with a friend that has that kind of attitude of having you around? You want to be with people who would jump fences to be with you. People that would celebrate having you around. People like this, he's disqualified himself from the gift of having you work for him. Fuck him. You don't want to work for somebody like that. Fuck that noise. No fucking way in hell. Next. But at least you asked. You got to think of it's kind of like dating. You go out on a couple dates and, and date somebody. Because remember, in the, for the first 90 days, they can hide who they really are. But the idea, the reason why you date instead of just getting married after going out on one date only is so you can see what the people really like. And here you've talked to a girl that works there. So what do you see? Oh, the girl seems pretty cool. Seems like a nice place to work. And then you talk to the owner and the owner's a fucking prick. So therefore, it's not really a great place to work. But at least you went in. You did a little recon. So the key is to keep circulating. Maybe you got to go in a thousand different places until you find the right place. So what? That's the key. Most people get hung up on, oh, that guy didn't like me there. And so they don't go and talk to any potential employers for two months. You're not going to find a job that way. Like I remember when I, I went from working for a general contractor down in Miami, the first one that I started out as an unpaid intern. And then after a month of working for free, improving myself, I got hired full time. But when I wanted to, to be working in Fort Lauderdale because that contract – I went to work for them. And they were actually based in Fort Lauderdale and Hurricane Andrea and we had all this work down in Miami. So I was driving down to Miami every day and after a couple of years, I was like, I got to get the fuck out of here and get back to Fort Lauderdale where I started out at. And so that's what I did. And I sent out like 50 resumes and out of those – and these were resumes I sent in plan tubes that were – because I, you know, I was in the building industry. My, my major was construction management. And so I sent these plan tubes to either the owner of the company or the person in charge of hiring and then I followed them up with phone calls. And out of those 50 that I sent out, I ended up getting I think it was four or five interviews. And out of, out of those interviews that I got, I had three different people that wanted to hire me. So I had – you know, one is no choice, two is a dilemma. And three is a choice. So it's like 50 different people. I, I took the time to write a resume, to type up a cover letter, address to a specific person and to pay special delivery service, put it inside a plan tube, 
sent it to this person. There's a lot of researching because I had to call first, find out who to send the resume to. And then once it got there, I called afterwards to follow up with that person. And like I said, I probably talked to maybe 10 to 15 people out of those 50. A lot of them would never talk to me, would never return my calls or take my calls. But it's like, fuck it. Four or five of them did. And out of those, I think it was two or three of them had something opening up right away or in a couple a month or two and they were ready to hire me and so I had my choice and I made the best I, I picked the company that I wanted to work for I did the same thing when I moved to Orlando I think I probably again close to 50 resumes I sent out I had three different companies that offered me a job and I think I I think I interviewed with three companies up here and all three of them ended up offering me a job but that's you know that's a lot of failure that's 50 out of 50 people that I tried connecting with, I only got three job offers. So this guy's talked to one person. He's like, you just got not care. It's just like asking out women. It's like you keep asking women out until a really good one says yes to you. You don't ever stop. You don't ever stop making new friends. You don't ever stop circulating. Don't ever stop learning. You don't ever stop growing. You don't ever stop working out. You don't ever stop taking care of your body. You don't ever stop investing in yourself or in your relationships or the people that you care about. So he can, continues on. So he, say, he says, then he replied, are you looking for people or are you not looking for people? He responded once more, yeah, we're looking a little. Bring your CV. I nodded my head and thanked him for the shisha and I left the place. I wouldn't bother sending him your resume. Fuck it. He's disqualified. He is Remember, if people treat you properly, they get the gift of your time. That includes potential employers. Uh, a guy who's fucking lying to your face, do you really want to go work for some dickhead in his little fucking shit cafe when he can't even be honest to your face? Fuck that. The guy's a fucking coward. He's not a man. Fuck him. He doesn't deserve to have you working there. He says, negative thoughts stormed into my head. How could the gal on the counter confidently say not once but twice that they were looking for people but then the owner of the restaurant responded in that manner. Because he's a fucking asshole and the world is full of them. They're everywhere. We're totally surrounded by assholes. Title of my book is How to Be a 3% Man. Only 3% of the world's men and women have all the success and the things and the toys and the lifestyle that most people want. So do you want to be part of the 97% miserable assholes like this, this guy that you talk to? Or do you want to be successful? Someone like me that always accomplishes the things that I set out to do. It's a conscious choice every day. He says, again, I feel like a complete failure. At least you find out, dude. It's just research. It's like going out on a first date. It's like you go for the kiss and you got the cheek. So fuck them. You're out of there. How can I stop this, Corey? You can't. Get used to it. You're going to fail more than you're going to succeed in life. That's just the way it is, dude. Get fucking used to it. How can I think more positively? Your job is to just try to get a little better each day. Every person that you talk to, think about it. If you talk to 100 different employers and you go in and visit them face to face, you're gonna. by the time you get to 100, you're going to be a hell of a lot more confident than you were when you talked to this jerk off. So with either way, you're getting better. Time and repetition, dude. So what if it takes you two or three months to get the right job and then you work that job for the next two or three years? Because you go get a shitty job working in a shitty place and you'll be miserable there. Just think about it. That's going to have a negative impact on your ability to be successful with women. You don't want to go to a job that you fucking hate and the owner's a prick. 
He says, I don't want this to hold me back again. Your help is appreciated. Dude, it's a win. Either way you look at it, it's a win. You had the balls to go and talk to that guy. If you keep doing that, eventually you will get a job. If you follow what I teach in the video, in the article, how to get any job you want, eventually you will get the job. I employed that time and time again. I've taught it to thousands of people all over the world, men and women. It works. If you follow what I teach in that article or video, you will get a job. It's just a matter of time and repetition. So relax, do the work, do the permutations, learn from your mistakes, and just try to get a little bit better each day. So if you'd like to get my help personally, the quickest way is to book a paid phone, Skype, or email coaching session. You could choose any of those options by going to my website, clicking the products tab at the top of your screen, and just follow the instructions for booking whichever option works best for you. And I will talk to you soon. 